Well, I guess you could rip the snout off a of roguelite too. Get <laughs> <laughs> the snout. It's time for Loud Pipes. The podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Here are your hosts for this episode, Rich Warfield, Rico Hogan, and John Miracle. Loud Pipes 112. We've got a new rider series we're going to be talking about tonight. We're going to get some woes and an update on the spider. And if I'm not mistaken, Brother Hogan might have been shopping. <laughs> Brother Hogan, speaking of, what's going on, man? Oh, what's happening, baby? What's happening? I hear y'all some cold mofos out oh. there. <laughs> I would say we chilling, we chilling, but that doesn't <laughs> begin to describe it. <laughs> I would just say we chilled to the bone. How about that? Oh man, I I feel so bad for you fellas. I really do. No, I can you relate don't. To, I can relate to the cold weather. Is why I moved to a warmer climate. <laughs> in my sandals and my shorts and my you cigar, know, I feel so bad out on the patio. Oh and I was out kayaking out in the ocean <laughs> yesterday, just enjoying it. You know what I'm saying? Careful, that karma is a biatch. <laughs> Yes, sir. Uh, what are you sipping on? Well, I was just about to. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Pour that up. Yeah. Yeah, that's my little rum and coke <laughs> mixture right there. Awesome. Thanks for the effect. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> what you drinking on, my friend? Well, this is going to be interesting because. In the pre-show, I was telling you, I have two. <laughs> just, yep. you know, I'm not sure this first one's going to be my thing. So just in case, I grab me a second. But the first one is Line and Kuggles Creamy Dark. Mm. It's a dark lager, 4.9%. And it's not in a can. But I have my little opener, as usual. Yeah, works every time. <laughs> Let's give this a little sippy sip. Mm-mm. What do you yeah. think? It's all right. It's all right. And it's cold enough down here. I'm not going to have to put my Mandarin IPA back in the fridge. I'll just <laughs> set it over here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. Mr. Miracle. Non-spider riding fool. Snowed in, up to his waist, freezing cold. How are you, John? Well, you named it all. I'm doing well, man. Doing well. <laughs> you can't ask for more than that, right? Got you guys on the line tonight, so we should have some fun. Nice. Now, are you rum and coconut, or are you to get a Yeah, beer? yeah, I'm rum and coconut with Rico tonight again. Jeez. Yeah. Is it going to be 2018, like, year of alcohol instead of year of beer? Yeah. Yeah, that's it what could be. be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Could be. John could become our spirit man. Right. Well, you're the IPA man, so hey. That is me. All right, fellas, let's hit it. 
another sip of the creamy dark and we'll get into our new topics. So we started last episode, Rico was talking about scooters a little bit mm-hmm. and you know how we don't really cover that a heck of a lot and we have some feedback later in the show that we're going to share and that seems to have at least struck a chord with some people. And John and I have had this conversation a while back just in terms of getting more people to ride motorcycles. So a lot of people like to spread the news or sit around and bemoan that sales are down, the industry's declining, things like that. And we were too, you know, not, not singling people out for that. But the more we thought about it, we figured, you know what, let's do something about it, <laughs> right? Let's, uh, let's see what we can do for the community at large. So the idea is we're going to come up with a series. We're going to do a four-part mini-series on basically about new riders, or should I say four new riders. So if you're looking to get into riding a motorcycle for the first time, or maybe you haven't ridden in a long time, we're going to try and tailor four specific episodes just for that. So what do you think, Hogan? Well, I think it's going to get the crowd going. You put the Tinder out, John lit a match, and away it goes. Yes, sir. Now that's a fire. Because I'll have to drag some logs in from the woods. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's great. That's the idea. And we have some other ideas because uh, Chris, who was on last episode or two episodes ago, yeah, two episodes ago from the clubhouse, he was kind of asking, too, you know, some things we could do to to get more people riding and kind of talk about some of that because he's getting into it fresh as well. So I think that'll be good. So we'll we'll do some events as well while we're out and about. We'll try to do our part to to get more people riding and, and share the wealth. So here's what the series is going to look like. We'll talk about this a little bit, and we'll get on to our to our other topics for tonight. So the first one in the series is called "Get Some Training." Basic, right? You should be trained. You should know what you're doing. Get the right skills before you head out and develop bad habits like I did. <laughs> yeah, not. <laughs> now you're a product of the. Safety Foundation training course, right, Rico? You went through that? Uh, twice. Twice. And John, I know John started with it, so. I and it's on my list. And we're, we're definitely advocates of that, even though I haven't done it directly. I, I think training is key for everybody. Yeah, and I think practicing your skills, too. I've been reading about that, and I think we've talked about it in the past. I'm, I'm definitely going to do it with the sport bike, but it's something I should do more often with my cruiser is just practicing certain things, breaking drills, turning drills, you know, things like that, just basic turns and, and breaking in different situations. So I need, I know I need to do more of that and I'm definitely planning on it for the, the sport bike riding, but just in general should do more of that. Yeah. I think that's really good too. And that's something when I get back to the States, I'm going to have to do for sure uh, is just get re acclimated to it because if you're away from your bike, I know we've talked about this mm-hmm. a couple of times now, but if you're away from your bike, it, it's it's tough to get back into it, especially with a bike as big as mine. It's almost a little daunting, and it, you know, and it it begs the question: Do I need a smaller bike oh. to get out and ride? You know, before I get on big girl and 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 just get my get my um knock that rust off. For, for lack of a better word, 
So that's what I'm dealing with right now. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Wherever would you find a couple of smaller bikes? I, I don't know. I mean, do they exist? Fine. They do. I hear they do. They definitely do. But yeah, I was, I don't know if I'm going to talk about this now. I'll just continue on the, 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 um, the rider piece. Um, but, you know, as a new rider coming in or an old rider too, who just needs to polish their skills up, I think it's important to really get on the bike that you're comfortable with, that you're not afraid to, to make a, you know, do something silly on, I guess, like fall over you know, drop it in the parking lot or something that you're not going to start crying. It's like, oh, crap, it's going to cost me a ton of money mm-hmm. if you were to do uh, have a little mass, mis- mishap. So, you know, to have something, you know, in that maybe used, um, you know, that you're practicing on, um, I don't know, just something that you've protected. So if you did drop it, you'll be okay. Just pick it back up and get back on it. Um, so if I were to drop mine, you know, I, like I've have done, and that goes back to that, you know, this, you know, this is maybe for a later conversation, but when you drop your bike, how to drop it properly and not hurt yourself in the meantime. So we'll talk about that later in this yep. segment. But, um, yeah, there's a couple of bikes we want to talk about. So we, we took a look at the street, uh, 750, specifically the street rod last week. So we want to talk about that. And I know you've looked at a couple of bikes, so we want to go through those a little bit later. So, so Rico, brother yeah. Bacon says, get a pit bike. A pit bike. pit bike. That's a good idea. <laughs> Just tool around the neighborhood on your little 125? Yep. Well, I was looking at 125. No. No, if I was going to get a smaller bike, it would be no less than a 250 or 300. <laughs> uh, but those are plentiful here. Um, so I, I put some pictures in Slack just recently um, of the bike that I was just kind of looking at, or the bike I'm looking at, but not in the white in this white color yeah. they have a, a cool orange and a blue red and they have this white so uh, i'm really leaning towards the orange one but it's a nice looking bike it looks like a being like an adventure um bike huh. and um it has all the crash bars on it the hard luggage on the sides it's it's pretty neat you know for the price for 3500 bucks i mean why not right Good little bike, good second bike to have around. The missus can ride it yeah. at some point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. And you, you you do crazy stuff on it. And we'll talk about that too. Um, being a new rider, I don't know where we want to jump into this whole thing as far as yeah, what to me, talk about next. So let's, yeah, yeah, let's, let's cover the cover the four parts of the series and then we'll come back to these uh sort of good entry level bikes or reacclimation bikes, maybe we call them. Hey, there you go. There you go. So the the get some training episode of this series is actually going to be recorded next week. So we have a guest coming on to the show, who is a motorcycle safety instructor and former, former but yeah, you always have the information. So we'll get some good information on that. We'll also talk about some alternatives and just you know some other ways to practice and keep yourself sharp. So that's coming up next week. All right, part two in the series, and we don't know exactly when these next three will be, but this will be the last three for the series. The second one, which this is near and dear to John's heart, we'll title it Get Some Gear. So proper gear is is important, and the level of gear that you consider proper is a pretty much a personal choice. When I mean, we try to stay out of that part of it, 
Um, but there certainly are some things that that almost every rider should have, and certainly as a new rider, there are more things that we would lean towards in terms of uh, gear that we feel they should have. Uh, let's see. So on the gear segment, we'll talk about uh, basics of what a new rider should get, where to spend your money on that, and talk about some gear that you don't necessarily need, you know, places where you can save your money and, and not go crazy on that. Right. And we, we'll get some, I got some ideas, you know, I'm about gear and, and some, the basics. And I'll kind of rein it back for what I think the basic is. And I think you, not to get into it, I think you have some good feedback about the helmet too, of your experience. I do. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a good helmet has paid off. That's one of the things I'll add. And and maybe between myself with my research and what Rico's done in the past, maybe we can also cover uh, track day gear for the beginner as well, since I'll be doing that this year. Mm-hmm. All right. Number three in the series will be titled Get a Bike. So you've had some training. You're all geared up. No place to ride to. <laughs> no. <laughs> so... Third in the series will be get a bike. So that's where we'll focus on types of bikes we think are suited for a new rider or or a learning rider. You don't have to necessarily be a new rider, but like Rico said, getting back into it after you've been out for a minute, get reacclimated, and you see it in the stats all the time. We we read about it usually once or twice a year. Someone used to ride, been out of it for a long time, decided to get back into it later in life. Next thing you know, you know they're trying to maneuver a 900 pound cruiser and end up taking a spill. So we want to avoid that for those, those types of riders as well. We'll talk about new models, of course, and we'll also look at used bike alternatives, even scooters, like Rico mentioned last episode and a little dirt riding, which is where I think is a good place to start for a lot of people. Which is is fun. It is fun, but it's, it's a good place to learn the limits of the bike without having to do it at speed and on the street. So if, right. if you can get in the dirt for a little bit and you can feel what it's like to, to get too much front brake, to get a little too hot in the throttle, feel that back end spin out on you a little bit uh-huh. and at relatively low speed and in the dirt, you know, generally you don't get hurt that much when you, when you slip and fall on your dirt bike, unless you're going 60 miles an hour. Well, you know, even if you remember that it was a muddy spot when we were at uh, Carolina Venture World. I know where you're going. Kind of slid, slid out. It's like, huh? (laughs) Okay. It was this wide forever slide that Rico took. Like the bike went sideways, his legs went apart, and it was just, it was like this slow motion. Ah, and then finally fell. Uh, oh, which, it was too funny. Which I have on video, by the way. No, you don't. I most certainly do. I delete from the server. I delete that from the server. <laughs> you got a hold of that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my NAS was uh, acting funny the other day. I wondered what that was. <laughs> too funny. So that'll be our third episode in the series. And our fourth and final episode, unless we come up with the need for a fifth or sixth, we're going to title find your community. So, you know, riding is a whole lot more than, than just you and the bike. I mean, a lot of people like to ride in solitude, um, much like myself. I, I enjoy riding alone, but it's really one of those things that it does get enhanced 
a lot with a group. So reach out to all the various resources that are out there, podcasts for sure, the Moto Amino community, there's groups on Facebook, there's there's all eat, sorts sleep, of ways. Right? Yeah, Eat Sleep Bride is a great app. Find local dealer events, things like that. So we'll get into some of the details of those, and I think we'll probably have a guest or two for that segment as well. Forever. There's awesome. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. So Yeah, there is. There's a lot of different a lot of different stuff. So, I have my favorite. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Something a little different for us. It's going to require a little bit of background research. Not that we don't do that, but it's going to be even more than what you might do for a regular show and pull in a couple of guests for this as well. Should be fun. It will be. All right, Hogan, you want to talk about a few bikes you've been looking at or you want to start with the Street 750 that we looked at? Let's look at that Street. All right. Well, we've talked several times about Harley Street 500 and 750. Basically, the the entry-level bikes for Harley now, I think the Sportster, we can safely say, has moved up a little bit on the ladder with these two bikes being available. And I've always been interested in the Street Rod since that came out. So they took the Street 750, enhanced it a little bit, dual brakes in the front, inverted forks. They have a, a dual injection system. They raise the compression, things like that. So it runs better, has a little more power. And they just overall enhance the suspension and riding of the bike. And I think they've added some ground clearance as well. So we were up at Speedway Harley-Davidson over the weekend. Wasn't we, John? Saturday? Gosh, I'm losing yes. track of the days. Yes. No, it was last Friday. <laughs> last Friday. Uh, we were up there with Mike from the clubhouse. And John met us as well for, for lunch afterwards, just looking at a bunch of bikes. And the interesting thing Rico is I never like the sound of these things stock, but you should hear it with a Reinhardt. Really? I like Reinhardt's. So let's start there. Here's a stock street rod, which is the 750 engine. <laughs> lawn more. I mean, <laughs> not a lot that, going that, on there. <laughs> yeah, that's like a whoa, what? That's like a sewing machine. Yeah, it's just almost. mechanical noise. Very muted exhaust. Yeah, yeah, boo. But thankfully, the aftermarket is there for you, buddy. All right, put a Reinhardt on it. Now, how much would you pay? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh-huh. that's that's. I even like the expression. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Mike. He was like, "Wow, yeah, that sounds amazing." It's cool. Oh yeah. So I want to ride it. I'm I'm curious to ride it. The bike is, it's less than ten grand. I think it's eighty. It starts at eighty six hundred, if I'm not mistaken. Not bad. So I want to ride it. I know, you know, Micah in the clubhouse said that the ergonomics are not great on it. And it, it didn't seem all that bad. I was also sitting on the Roadster, the sports, the Roadster version of the Sportster. And uh-huh. I thought the ergonomics were very similar. I know Ted over at Motorcycle Man, he really loves the Roadster. So I'll, I'll save the rest of my judgment until I ride it. Right. <laughs> but it felt, yeah, I got- felt similar. Yeah, I, I got that on my list to ride, and that fat bob. 
Yeah, you ride that fat bob and report back. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 80 the uh the 48 too is something to get my throw my leg over. Yeah, I've ridden one of those. It's been quite a few years now. Maybe 3 years ago? 2 years ago? Yeah, it's been yeah, well, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a while ago. Wow. 48 was fun to ride though. Yeah. I don't know for how far, admit, but it was it was a fun ride. Yeah. I I think I had wrote I I've ridden a uh, a used one, so it had their um straight pipe exhaust and everything, so it sounded really good. A lot of a lot of fun to ride. Yeah. But on long distances, distances, distances. Yeah, what I said. Yeah, distances, yeah. <laughs> one of those. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. You know, I think it max would be two hours on something like that for me. Yeah, maybe three. It's a, it's a local bike for sure. Right. Don't start trying hey. to put bags on it and take it across the country. I know, right? Don't hurt yourself. I'm sure people do though. Oh, um, heck yeah, they do all the time. I mean, there was a guy who went went around the world on a 250. Yeah. And wasn't there an interview recently? Somebody went around the world on a scooter or was trying to? On a scooter? Uh, possibly. I gotta go wasn't look, there? I gotta look that up. Make it a U-turn. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to check out the street rod. So I'm going to try and ride these two back to back. I've talked to the people up at Speedway Harley-Davidson. So the going to get with the marketing and promotions person and try to ride that street rod and the roadster back to back. So kind of being more, more entry level. I mean, the roadster is not necessarily entry level. I think that's over 10 grand, maybe closer to 12, but the street rod, I think at under 10 grand, or I think it starts at 8,600. John can confirm that for me, but I think that's a good place to start. Well, you, you can't. Okay, so I know you're a Harley guy and you're diehard, blah blah blah. But you know, there's the um, Kawasaki uh, Vulcan S. You know, that's com- that's com- comparable to that uh, Street 750. Sure. You also have that that, that uh, Triumph. I think the Boulevard or the uh, Street Twin. Mm-hmm. You know, you you got uh, a couple other ones you got to look at too, bro. Well, I'm not going running over to the Harley dude. So every time you want to throw your leg over something, <laughs> I'm just saying because, because this one is a little more upgraded. And so my idea of a, a first bike is not something you ride for a season and then you trade it up. I'm thinking it's something you can handle as a first bike, but it'll have some legs. You'll be able to ride it for a while. If, if you want, you don't have to just, you know, get some tiny little 250 and you ride it for a year and you're like, okay, well, that stinks. I can't go more than 60 miles an hour on the highway. Now I need a bigger bike. You get yeah, something like this, you could ride it for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing, too, is if you get a smaller bike and you're riding with other guys that have bigger bikes and they're on the highway or some of they struggle keeping up. You know, so there's always this uh, rubber band effect. They speed up. You fight to catch up, they slow down, you know, you catch up, they pull away. So there's this, this constant rubber band thing going on with uh, the smaller bikes, with, riding with the with the bigger bikes. Because these other guys, they want to kind of haul out and keep on going. Mm-hmm. Rich, you know, um, 
and and you know there's that just that constant back and forth so and then too if you're riding a group and you have to be and if you're the group leader which i've been on a couple of these rides you have to be conscientious of the type of bikes that are right with you so i know this is going off topic but yeah. well you've got yeah you got to ride to the, the lowest common denominator but i don't think right. people starting off are gonna be in groups at large because that gets back to the whole thing of you know ride your ride all the time but especially when you're learning if if the group's going to take off and you're not comfortable with that you got to just kind of back ride, out ride, ride your pace zone. yeah yeah yeah, and I think I think uh, it just kind of, kind of echoes back to um, um, the Roadhogs ride. I think it was the second one that we did, mm-hmm. and Craig had just got a new bike. He was just getting back into it, um, out of being you know maybe a decade out of the saddle, and you know he was <laughs> just kind of easing back to. So he bought all the protective gear, the uh, um, high res clothing, you know, the BMW outfits and everything. Um, so he had all that, uh, a really nice helmet and, um, and gloves and everything. So he, he was prepared the boots. I mean, the guy had decked himself out as far as <laughs> protecting himself, you know, and this, you know, we'll talk about this, you know, those are things that you, you do your homework on as far as the best things to get, getting back into it. That's right. Or being a, a new rider. Cool. Jump. So what kind of what kind of bikes did you find? And let me, so let me ask the the obvious question: Are you looking for you? Yeah, I'm always I'm always. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, come on, <laughs> really? When am I not really? Like, okay, <laughs> yes, whatever. <laughs> shop on, brother. Shop on. Yeah, yeah. So, what'd you find, man? Um, here. You know, thinking about pricing and everything. So just a nice run up to the grocery store, grab a couple things or shoot to the city, grab whatever, you know, some some almond milk for the missus and her favorite, I don't know, Rice Krispie treat, whatever. You know, who knows? You know, just, just be able to not have to jump in the car, in the SUV, you know, cruise up and down the mountain in that big gas guzzler just to be able to hop on your bike and really enjoy the ride and enjoy, enjoy the twisties. And if I wanted to go off road to see a friend or whatever, boom, just do it. Now to think twice, you know what I'm saying? So I was looking at the, um, I know what you were looking at. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I was looking at the, um, uh, CS, SCS adventure. CSX? Yep. Is that what it is? Hold on, hold on. No, it's AK it's AKT. No, that's no, that's 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 the Yeah, that's it. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah so that's it. AKT. That's what you said. Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking about something else. I, I do that from time to time. So it's the TT Adventure two fifty K AKT. Huh. Now, this, yeah. these are not the CS bikes we were talking about, like the guy that takes you to Baja? Or they, are they? they look, yeah, I think they are the same. I think they are the same because they, they have the identical badging and everything. So the makeup, they may have changed the name or something. But um, <clears throat> it's a nice bike. I, and I, we touched on a little bit. 
but it has the crash bars on the side. So if you were to take a spill, you're not going to damage the, 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 the bags or the bike. It has the extended, um, um, sliders on the grips and everything. So it's meant if you were, it's set up. So if you did drop it, Oh, and the foot pegs are, are, are of course, you know, as a spring action. on them. So it, it is a nice bike. It's, the only concern is, you know, just the horsepower getting around traffic going up steep hills. I was going to say that's yeah. got it's got enough stuff tacked on it to just completely wad up that little motor in there. Yeah, yeah, Look at all that stuff. And you see, oh, some of the most ridiculous people on it. You know, not, <laughs> but they're out riding, so I really can't say anything. Yeah. So these guys, you know, they'll be with their 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 wives, um, and these chicks are like. 180 190 pounds on it and they're just you know the motor's just whining out i'm like oh, poor bike but they're 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 cutting it they're doing it but you know, eventually i have to drive around them but they're like man that <laughs> poor motor you know so you know if you have uh you know 600 650 750 um you know you just be able to tear it up and you know, just thinking and go around stuff instead of having to wind a motor up to kind of pass them by. It's kind of dangerous in the situation I'm in now. So I see this on a, on a day-to-day basis. I'm like, man, these guys, you know, are, are risking their lives on these small bikes. But I get it. You know, the, the income isn't there. Yeah. Um, so they're doing what they can. So, But didn't you also say the insurance was really high per CC? Right. Right, right. So that's another thing. So they get cheap insurance and pay less on their um, inspections because the bikes are uh, are you know so much so much lesser. They gotta get their money somehow. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but yeah, that's a nice you know that's a nice bike. If I can't find a nice uh, used BMW like a six six hundred or six hundred CC, um, then yeah, something I will go to because it's brand new. It looks pretty neat. And uh, it'll do the business that I need to do. You got to put, you got to do a little research for us. Let us know, you know, what it costs to license and insure this 250 versus something like that, like a, like an F650, like the bike that uh, Deb learned to ride on. Right, right. Something like that. So what, what the price Delta would be. And then you have to do your baby, the Roadmaster. Oh, okay. You got to let us know what that would cost. (laughs) Well, I got to know. Yeah. So, um, I was talking to a buddy of mine who has a um, uh, uh, 2015 little SUV, and they range for about, you know, mid-30s. Some sell $700 um, a year to get it licensed or to get the tag for the, for the car. So I would assume that's roughly for a bike that's somewhere in that ballpark because I know for my girl, it's six something, six hundred some like six thirty. Like yeah. license it, or yeah, no, or just for the license. For this for the tag, yeah. But is that like one time sales tax, like they do in the states? No, this is every month for state. Yeah, this is when you get your tag, your 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 yearly tax. Every wait, every month. Every year. Oh, every year. Okay, once a year. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so whatever six divided by six hundred divided by twelve is, you know, whatever that makes out to be. 
Well, that's kind of like, I mean, that, I guess that's not much different than here. I mean, our annual license includes personal property tax. So there's a couple hundred bucks I have to pay for each bike as well. And it's thousands for the cars. I mean, not right. so much anymore because they're, they're old, but. Older, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, I guess you could say it's comparable to what, what uh, we do in the States. So they just classify it differently. They call, they're calling it. The, like the registration fee, but here it's it's insurance or property tax or whatever they call it. Right, right. Not insurance, yeah. But you do, well, I can't take that. I can't say that either because you do have to pay a, a tax, then the government tax, then your state tax for the back, for the tax. And insurance. So, so you have to let us know. Yeah, for the insurance too, yep. All those. So <laughs> it's crazy. Cool. So the the Machomos and the Leteve, Reteve, (laughs) and your insurance cost. How's your Spanish going? Sounds good. Sounds great. Yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. Nice. As long as you got your cerveza and you can get to El Baño, you're good to go. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So what, what else? Uh, what else did you find? Is that the only bike you looked at? Or was there more? That's the only one that really caught my eye. The other ones was like, eh, I didn't even bother oh, looking okay. at it. it. This one had all the bags and all the bells and whistles on it, so I was really kind of looking at it. Other than that, I was looking at pickup trucks. Yeah, yeah, it's prob- probably smarter. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Very good. Johnny John, are you ready? For what? What do you want to talk about? I know you've been avoiding this for weeks. Nobody's asked. And you've been in the dumps about your spider. So I figured we'll give you some time to bring us up to speed on what happened, what's going on, how you feeling, what'd you learn, and where you going from here. So if you can answer all that in two minutes, we'll get on to the thank you segment. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks, man. I really, just kidding. I see how much love I'm getting tonight. So what the Sip. heck happened? You haven't had the spider in what? Month? Uh, Five weeks? Uh, it's been that long? Coming up, coming up on this Tuesday, I'll be seven weeks. Good night. What, ha- what happened? Where did it start? Take a so break. it started... It started... Let me think here. Um, back in October time frame... <clears throat> I started having a problem when I would go to the gas station, put gas in, in the spider, and go to start it back up. It would not want to start. Yep. It would sit there and just kind of turn over. I remember that on the PA ride, you were worried about it, but it, it didn't surface on the trip, but you were worried about it. Oh, it surfaced on the trip. It did. Which one? Which stop? I don't remember. I dealt with it. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? I got a question, John. Yeah. Can you do like a jump start on that thing? Like like a rolling start? Uh, no, I don't think so. You haven't tried that yet? Just kind of no. coast down the hill and I don't the, think it I don't think it because it's all electronic. It's so, centrif- so, centrifugal clutch, isn't it? Or sort yeah, semi centrifugal? So you have to have electronics running to get the to kicking gear. So it, when you have the key on so when you have the key on everything's light up, lit up. Mm-hmm. You put it in gear and pop the clutch, nothing happens. There is no clutch. Yep. There is no clutch? 
No, his is the semi-automatic. Oh, that's right. Well, they're all yeah. semi-automatic. Even if you have a clutch, you don't no. need the clutch to shift, right? No, you need the clutch to shift, to my knowledge. I don't remember doing that on the test ride. So you do have a clutch. Yeah, I guess we did. No. No, I don't have a clutch. I don't have a, any cable pulling. It's all push button. Push button. Or paddle shift. Paddle shift. Yeah, because remember, they have two different transmissions. They have the, the one John has. There's no clutch. Right, there's no clutch. It's done by oil pressure. And yeah. the computer sensorizes it, recognizes that you shift. And oil pressure disengages and change gears. And then there's the one with a clutch. Yeah, which is not every model, right? You can't get that across the Correct. board. Correct. Currently, you can. For 17, you can get across the board. You can get manual. In 2018, there's only going to be, I think... One of the F3s, probably. With the F3S, or the base model F3s, and the base model RT will have a manual. Hmm. Uh, that's it. All right. So no, no, no roll start. I, I do not think so. I will find out though, but I don't think there is an option to do it. Okay, because yeah, like you said, you would need electronics. You need something to build up oil pressure. Right. Although, if the oil pressure is there to uh, disengage the clutch, then maybe it's engaged when there's no pressure. So maybe. All right. Anyway, carry on. Anyways, so (laughs) it's okay, Rico. He's like, this is going to be painful. (laughs) (laughs) But I will ask the dealership about Pop Sergeant. How's that? I will ask that question and come back with that information at a U-turn topic. Write that down, Rich. I've written it down as I'm playing with my light. So, back to the story, what was happening was when I'd get to the gas station, start, it wouldn't want to start, give it, twist the throttle, it would start up. So, before I went to the cross the state trip and to PA, I went and got the oil change and said, talked to them, and they said, don't use the kill switch. Use the key. <laughs> okay. All right. But I think they might have misunderstood the fact that I was using the key, or I was using the kill switch and turn the key off and then turn everything back on. So they said, this is a problem, use the key. So, okay. So on the trip to Manio, to Murphy, and the PA trip, I used the key. I still had the problem where it get hot, it wouldn't want to start at gas stations in the mornings or after a set for a while, it was fine. The other thing was, when it got done, it had a, wouldn't say complete 100% raw fuel smell, but there was kind of like some unburnt fumes coming out Okay. when it would sit and turn off, and different than what it was. So I made a trip, and on the trip back from uh, from the mountains, going down 40, it was windy, and I kind of felt the bike kind of like jerk a little bit, like it was not getting gas or something was missing. 
and I was with one of the guys on chat, Omega, and he was saying, spark plugs, you need to change spark plugs. Because hmm. they change. Plugs are the power problem. So, but I gave it gas and it would run. Then on the, the day that really got me was the day on the November 11th, we did the vet day ride. And instead of not having issues starting, it would start up, run for about two seconds, and quit. So then I'd hit the kill, start engine, rev it up, kind of get it moving. Things were fine. Going down the road was okay. So after that, I took it to the shop. Took it in on the 21st of October, I think it was. Give me a second. Right before Halloween. It was right before, no, sorry. Sorry, the 21st of November, right before Thanksgiving. I took it in that Tuesday and said, need this problem, give them the lowdown of what was going on with it. The first thing they wanted to do was change plugs. So they changed the plugs. That did not correct the problem. But you, you didn't get the bike back, though. They kept it. They kept the bike. Yeah. Because it still wasn't correct. So they connected it up to the computer because, as everybody says, the KNAM, as I've been told, has a smart computer. It knows what it's doing. has all this report that they can send a report to KNAM and get all this information. Yeah. Diagnostics. Yep. Diagnostics and everything else. We went, they went through that process and did some tests with KM, sent them reports, got information back, comes back and says the ECU needs to be replaced. Okay. Warranty, I hope. It is under warranty. Okay. So it'll be in a couple days, two to three days should be here. Okay. I didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything. So finally I go over and I go find out what's going on. Doctor service manager, service manager goes, yeah, the, the ECU is on back order. It's going to be, I think they said a couple of months. <laughs> that was the okay. first time you lost your mess. So he pulls it up on the computer. He goes, no, not exactly. They came back and told us it was going to be May of 2018 before the ECU was going to be available. It was on back order until May. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. he... I didn't even say anything. He goes, he went back to Canada and said, that's unacceptable. It needs to be sooner. You guys got to do something. Canam then came back and says, okay, we're going to pull a bike. We have one up here in Canada. We're going to pull it in the shop, pull it in. We're going to yank the ECU out of it, and we're going to ship it down to you. So that arrived the week of December 18th. Okay. Right before Christmas. So the ECU, they got it in. I called on, uh, no, I went over on, I called him on the 22nd, late on Friday, didn't get any call back. So I went over Saturday morning on the 23rd, and when I called on the 22nd, the GM, pretty sure he's the GM, was on the phone and said, the service manager needed to talk to me. Because he's had some communication with KM and more of what I can tell you, he needs to tell you. So I went over on, on the 23rd and I knew it wasn't good because <laughs> otherwise they would have told you. Yeah. So went in there and he goes, All right, so we got the ECU. It cleared up all the engine codes, but still not running right. Mm. Okay. So we did some tests and we worked with KM and 
we found out that one of the um, injectors are bad. So they did an injector test where they took the disconnected one of the injectors. The bike would run on one cylinder, would be okay on one cylinder, <laughs> kind of keep running, but they yank it off the other one and it would quit. So like the injectors, are, one, of the, one of the injectors are bad. They tried to, they had some throttle bodies there with injectors and they didn't match the right part. So they couldn't use those injectors. So we had to get that order. Now this, to just remind people, this is not, they don't make this model anymore, right? Correct. So, so, so kind of going where I'll go, let me, so, so I'm kind of like with you, Rich, mm-hmm. is that, you know, you got your soft tail deuce. That's a uh, 07 and they made it for how many years? At least, I think it was seven years, from 2000 to 2007. So, the model I have is pretty much what has been out since the beginning, except it did a redesign in 2013. So, everything before 2012 and to 08, you know, was a different model. And then 13 through 16 is a different model. They changed it. And I think one of the things is a different engine, too. So Yeah. They don't exactly match. Yeah. So yes, this model's not made anymore. Not you know. So yeah, mine's a little bit like that. It, you know, they put the ninety-six cubic inch engine and the six-speed into the Deuce for two thousand seven, and then that was the last year. So only one year got that engine and transmission. Prior to that, they were all eighty-eight cubic inch and five-speed. Right. And I think previously, I think it was a nine ninety. Was what it was, and then mine's a 998. Mm. So they changed it. But the advantage with mine, at least with Harley, is that 96 went into all the other soft tails as well, as did the transmission. So those parts are available. The only parts I have trouble with is what's do specific. You know, the front end, the tank. Not that I've needed any, but if I need them, there's some, there's many specific parts for that bike outside of the. You know, the engine and the trans. So, windshield. Yeah, and a crappy windshield they sell. (laughs) So, (laughs) they got the injector in the week of Christmas. Got installed on the 29th. Did some tests. I called him up, you know, last Saturday on the 30th. And he said, well, we got the injector in, but it's running rich. And it's still not running right. And you can smell the gas coming out of the exhaust and it's still not running right. Hmm. So we've been back with K&M again because they have to go back and forth. Since it's on a warranty work, you know, you have to make sure K&M's all on agreement on what yeah. you want to do. Make sure, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And Sounds like, uh, I like Brother Bacon's bike? idea. Yeah, he says, I think uh, an F3 for free or at least at cost is coming your way. Yep. Float, float that over there to him, bro. <laughs> or get something on two wheels. Sorry, I'm jumping the gun. Two, <laughs> two wheels. So so now the latest issue is is that um and they ordered it Saturday, is now it needs a purge valve. They found out that the purge valve has a I guess it has a little ball inside of it and it's staying stuck open. So Wait a minute. Now, shouldn't they, shouldn't they find all this stuff when you take it into service? 
Trust me, Rico. I wanted the same exact thing sometimes. What I'm like, heck? why don't you go down the path of, okay, we know an injector. Let's check this. Yeah, let's check everything involved with the fuel system. So, any, we're doing piecemeal by piecemeal. So, anyways, currently where we're sitting is we're waiting for the purge valve to get in. Hopefully, it's been in. I have not called over there yet to figure out if it's been where our status is. Because, well, we've got some snow and some stuff got a bunch of delays, probably. So, and people might not want to work today because we're in North Carolina. People don't go to work when it snows. Even when it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> so currently we're waiting on a, on a on a, the purge valve. Hopefully it's in. Hopefully it got installed. Hopefully it's gotten fixed. Wow. So, um, so none of this is costing you any money, just time. The only thing that can possibly cost me money is the first time they changed the spark plugs. Which it didn't need anyway, so I'd be like, I'm not paying for that. That right. is... And, 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 and I will say this much. The service manager at Sport Durst has been awesome with this and is going. And he told me when I talked to him on Saturday is he's trying to get everything as much possible covered under warranty. Because what is also happening since it is running rich, it's following out the front spark plug. It's going to burn out the time. converter at some point, too. It's all under warranty. No, but I'm saying not today, but when the catalyst when the catalyst system goes prematurely after the warranty, you're gonna be out of luck. Yeah. New bike. So that's where currently the spider wolves are sitting. Um parts have been replaced. Um so it's not back yet. I've been told it's gonna hopefully this is gonna fix the problem. I do agree with Rico that I wish they would have gone down the whole list. If they knew the ECU was bad, why didn't they test the injectors? Maybe because they couldn't test the injectors because the ECU was not sending the signals correctly. I don't know. <laughs> why didn't they check purge valve to say, this is a problem when they did it? I don't know. I'm just curious on what's going to be the next part. And maybe the next time that I found another part is wrong. Maybe I'm going to sit there and say to them, I don't want it. Why don't you check everything in the line at now to see if there's any other things incorrect? Hmm. Right. Because that's going to cost them time and money. Fix it one thing at a time, piecemeal by piecemeal, and it's taken weeks. I mean, every time you tell me there needs to be another part, it's another week before it's ordered and installed. Hmm. How long is your warranty? Two years. So I have another about six months. Mm. Now I got another like four months, five months left. Mm. Oh, well, here's, here's what your, the service manager needs to send to Can-Am next time. Next time you guys are talking, yeah. tell them loudpipes.net slash one twelve. <laughs> they might want to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> and, 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 and the sad part is, is, what I've been told is Can-Am scratching their heads on all the problems with this bike as well. So Yeah, but they're so bloody slow, though. That's crazy, man. It seems crazy to me. Yeah, it is. It just sucks that there's... And, and I don't know why there isn't more parts available and why it takes so long. I don't know. 
and I go back to this segment of, well, it's a not very popular bike, which I'll go with. Yeah. We go. It's not it's very many. One they don't it's make anymore. Not one they make anymore. A little bit so, of an oddball in the lineup. Yeah, and they don't. So, so I, I don't have the information. Yeah. I'm curious. Well, still, is, every you, time I. But the point is, you bought a new bike, though. You didn't buy a used bike. You bought a new bike. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was left over, but still, it was a new bike. It's not worrying, and it's painfully slow to get it fixed. So, yeah, yeah they need to make it right. Yeah. Simple and, as that. Right. And they are, they're trying to make it right, and I think K&M's on board trying to make it right. What are they going to do yet? I don't know. Hopefully it's something good. That's all I'm hoping for. Wow. And I want it back. Well, we're hoping the best for you, buddy. I know you've been a little glum because of this lately, so I, I thought it would do you good to get get it out a little bit and, and let people know because people have been asking. We feel like, we feel for you. <laughs> <laughs> what he said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully that answers all your questions. Um, well, I lessons have, learned. Yeah, one more. So, well, I, yeah, all right, lessons learned first, and then I have another question. Lesson learned. I mean, it's just one of those things of, I wouldn't say it's a bad model. It's just, you know, I've asked what issues I could have. And everybody said everything around the engine would be the issue. So these are things that relate around the engine. Hmm. As the engine itself has been rock solid, but you know, fuel injector, everything else. It, I just, and I don't know if it went, if I was at a bigger dealership, if it'd be a bit different. I mean, it's not a really small dealership. Right. I wouldn't say it's small and I'm not going to say it's big. Would it be if it was more volume, more bigger location, yeah, more, have volume. More, parts, yeah. more volumes? I, I don't know. So but I think they'll be willing to do more for you too, because they have that higher volume. They could, you know, justify, you know, giving you the breaks that they would, would normally give to ordinary mm-hmm. folks in that situation. Yeah. You know, I, you know, being at a small. And it's kind of nice going into the shop because it is, it is a small place. I do know a lot of the, I mean, a lot of people I know in the, sh- in the dealership, they, you know, know who I am, you know, recognize me say hi and there's that riding fool <laughs> yeah i mean even the the the, the every, every time i go in to see the main s- sales manager he's like how many miles you got on that bike and i tell him he's like oh my god and you know tells everybody hey this guy's got you know x number of miles he's ridden in so he knows all the issues so yeah they know what's going on it's just where's the delays that can't even get the parts and going through warranty and all this other stuff is just like fix the thing and and hopefully that Val fixes it. So that's my plan. All right. So what's your next question? Yeah, I just have one more, and then we'll we'll move it on. That's just I don't, I don't know if you even have an answer, but where are you going from here? Just wait. Looking at what? bikes. Plan B is what he's saying. What's your plan B? <laughs> I want to know this. I want to know how po'd are you. <laughs> Well, I I don't think he's peed off. He's just patient and understanding. And I'm patient and understanding. Baby. And, and it's nice that it is cold and it is, you know, cold winter weather, so you can't really ride. Yeah. Um, Good time for it to happen. I agree. Where to go from here? Yeah, because come October, you got to be ready, bro. <laughs> you better be ready. October you for what? Be ready. Where are we doing? Oh, we're going to go from, from riding. 
Where are we going riding? We're going to go somewhere. Somewhere? Somewhere. We're going to go somewhere. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. We're going to go somewhere. October? I was ready for January. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere in January. What, what about the Key West nowhere. ride in February or the NPC or the meetup? Or <laughs> yeah. You ain't <laughs> doing nothing. All that comes first. Yeah, it's getting to that point where it's going to start getting to the point where something's got to be done. Where you go? got a podcast to do? You know, you can't be messing around. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go for right now from this, <laughs> and I'm about to the point of seeing. I, I don't know. I I would say if the if the next part doesn't fix it, you know, you got to have that chat with them. Like, okay, what what can we do about another bike? Just let's go through some what ifs here. Yeah, and how about extend my warranty? Because I'm not 100 percent certain that you guys have figured out what's going on with this thing, and I don't want to be dead on the side of the road and having to pay out of pocket when this thing breaks down again. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of sad, and I and I think about this of what would happen if I was on a road trip and this happened. You know, what if I was out west and it broke down? Well, it's what we talk about with bikes all the time and all the electronics and stuff that gets added to the bikes. It's like a lot of that stuff is pass fail. It doesn't work part way. It works or it's done. And, and what was really interesting was when I was talking to this, the main sales manager and I said the ECU one, he goes, you were able to ride? I'm like, yeah. Once it started, it ran. Hmm. Did it run correctly? I don't think so, but it would go down the road. It would run no issues once it started yeah i was good to go it stayed running and it didn't and you said it didn't even seem to be down on power it kind of did after i think about it a little bit because when i first got it i used to twist the throttle used to throw me back it wasn't throwing me back so either a i got used to it or you know or it was underpowered um And I, and I could feel sometimes I felt like a cylinder, if it was running, was missing far. And that was part of the other thing, too. It was mis, it's been misfiring. Yeah, because we smelled the fuel on the PA ride. Right. So you remember at the stop, and we'd smell some raw gas. That was me, and it was, it was not burning it. Mm-hmm. So wow. we'll see where we're going to go from here. Well, good luck, man. Mm, yeah, thanks. All right, we have some other topics. I know we're running long already, but we have a couple of good topics we want to get to yet tonight. But before we do that, I want to take a moment and recognize the people who continue to make this show possible by thanking all the riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. And we want to start off by welcoming a new member to the clubhouse. We have Jason Tronson joined us today. And we thank him for joining us in our value for value model. He selected the barbershop level, which now grants him access to the downshift. That's the Loud Pipes after show. And that includes all prior episodes. There's no restriction on that. Once you have access in Patreon, you get a link. You get a special RSS, private RSS feed that goes into your podcast player. And you can get all the all of the downshift episodes. Uh, Jason's also joining us in the clubhouse. So that's our private social network and that does run on slack we've talked about that before 
There's also a private photo share that we get access to. It's a larger catalog than Slack. It's a little more long-term, and it's purely just for sharing photos at that point. And last but not least, he will be joining us on the monthly video hangout, which is when this month, John? I don't know. I don't know when the date is. 21st, I think. 21st? Right after Easy Riders. All right. So and I, I want to personally give a shout out to Jason and say thank you so much. And I'm sorry for not reaching out to you in Slack yesterday, but I just want to say welcome to the club, baby. You know, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have a good time. And, you know, hanging out with the fellas, talking about what we love to do, driving trucks, riding bikes, and yeah. doing our thing. It's a lot of fun in there. Yep. And let's not. He might be even on the live stream tonight. Yep. I was going to say, let's not forget barbershop level. Also, a t shirt will be on the way once I order it. Well, get on that, baby. Get on it. All right. Let's thank the rest of the group. And we start with the first five. The first five who made it possible Marcus, Rickard, Edward, Jebby, and Zion. Thank you, fellas. The Slack Pack, Chuck, Hammer Crusher, AKA Roger. The slacker himself, that's Chris, and Roger's Nightmare, which is Mike. The barbershop now, Jason, is in there. And technically, Jebby and, and Zion are in there as well, but they are our first five members. And we mentioned that at the top. And we have Steve, Micah, Kenny, Dangerous Dave, and Chad making up the writers group. We have Darren and the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast are the insiders. If you don't c- currently support the show, check out loudpipes.net slash donate. Check out what we have to offer. We have various support levels there, and we've talked about some of the perks um, with the welcome of Jason up above. And there's also a link there for one-time donations and contributions of any size are greatly appreciated. It's your turn time, baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's... And John, I was just doing looking up some spider forums, and apparently you cannot push start or jump start your spider. Oh, so extra information. You cannot do that. Oh, wait is this is this TD Hogan tonight? Uh, you know, I had some time. You were kind of going on, you know, doing your thing, so I just let you do your thing. So I did a little stuff on the backside. <laughs> well, and you got that swanky new phone that lets you multitask, so. Right, and it's working out just quite nicely. I, you, you got a new phone, Rico? You declare. No, it's the same one I, I had, I think, last time you guys saw me. It's the um, Huawei Mate 9, which is an awesome phone. You know, coming from, I, uh, coming from the iPhone, you know, this thing is just ticking all the boxes and just killing it, killing it. You know what? Never mind. I just got a little puke nah, in my nah, mouth. Nah. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. It's killing it. So you're saying you tell me the phone's more like this? Shabila. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Is it is doing it? All right. Well, we've got a little a little Pictures, round of feedback. You know, workhorse, you know, podcasting, whatever you need to do, this thing got you covered, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just saying. Just saying. I'll talk to you next year. <laughs> Well, I'll have it next year and the year after that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dennis reached out to us on the feedback line and he liked the uh the banter of the year end show. 
So he wanted to add his his two cents on the suggestion about scooters that Mr. Hogan brought up. Yeah. His main ride is an FJR 1300, one of the best bikes he's owned. He started out on an 84 Honda 700 Nighthawk, then upgraded to a 2000 R1100S BMW. And he has a, currently has the FJR 1300 as well, and a 2004 Honda 250 Reflex scooter. <laughs> this guy's got a stable like no man has ever had before. Well, the funny, wow, I mean, the funny thing is, though, the scooter says this is in-town ride and down to the shore, um, so he's up in New Jersey, and he says the thing will do 70 miles an hour. <laughs> How cool is that? that? That'll put a smile on your face. It sure does. So yeah, we you hit it last episode and scooter not a bad place to start. So we're gonna dig into Why them not, a little bit. Right? And some of them, some of them I gotta say they they look cool. You know, even the little Vespas. I I rock a, if I'm in you know in uh, Tuscany or whatever. You know, I ride the, I I ride the hell out of a you know mm-hmm. a Vespa. I do that all day. My well, my basket of bread. And my glasses of wine, <laughs> doing it, doing it. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to add that. We're going to do that for sure. I thought we'll pick an episode at some point and we'll go through all the, the brands that are out there and, you know, how much they are, what features they have. I think that'd be neat. But then we got to ride some. We got to get some video of the three of us on scooters. Oh, it's just like a fat girl. <laughs> you got to ride them, baby. Put a smile on your face. You got to do it. Uh, we love all the women out there, though. We really we do. do. We do. Black girls need love, too, baby. Every, everybody. Everybody. All right. We have to have a quick little production meeting here. You guys want to do a news roundup or just jump to the spend my money? Because I got a lot to cover there. Whoa. Let's go to spend your money and skip the roundup because we are running behind. TD says step it up. Oh, step it up, Dan. It's time to spend my money. Okay, not my money. This is Chris's money. The slacker, the lead slacker himself. Let's spend some money then, baby. Says he needs a new exhaust for his Vulcan S. So we've rounded up a six-pack. I think a six-pack. Or is there only five? Mm, One, two, three, four. Well, I have six, but one I'm not going to talk about. So it's a six-pack, but one we're not going to talk about. How's that? That'll work. So here's what we'll do. I'm going to describe the exhaust, or describe it. I'm going to give you the name, the price. I'm going to play a little clip. We can talk about it a little bit. And then when we're done, we're going to peg one. All right. We think. Uh, that's, a, that, that's a good idea. Let's do it. All right. So let's start with the Vulcan S, Kawasaki Vulcan S. This is a 2016, I believe. And let's hear the stock sound. And this one is courtesy of Two Brothers. Mm, Spicy. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure what that means. (laughs) What do you guys think of that one? Pretty tame. Yeah. Um. Because that was stock exhaust. exhaust. That that had to be like a M, M4 or something. No, that, that, that was stock. stock. That was stock. That's stock. 
What? That was stock? That's the stock one, yeah. Ew. I'm, I'm setting the baseline. Okay. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> now, now, now he's up. To, he's like, oh. Yeah. That's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> no, now I'm going to play the first aftermarket one. And I think since the, the stock sound came from Two Brothers, I think we should play their system first. So this is Two Brothers Racing full system. So this would be head pipe um, and, and the muffler system all in one. And from what I can tell, Johnny John, these come in at about seven fifty nine for stainless, eight fifty nine for black. All right. That would be carbon fiber. So let's give a listen to TBR. Are you awake now, Hogan? Yeah. Better? That's better, but I worry about your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, you may be disturbing the peace with that one. And all of them, actually, they all are quite loud. But if you like that kind of thing, then go for that, baby. Go for it. Because it had a, it had a deep rumble, even just with this little sound bite. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine what it sounds like in person. All right, let's do Scorpion custom exhaust. These are these are built in the UK, I believe. And with a price conversion, this will run you about 560. And I don't remember if this is a full kit or just a slip-on. I think it's a full kit. Uh, this is Scorpion. Sorry, this one's a little long. <laughs> there we are. That's the Scorpion. No? Um, not impressed? Not, not really impressed. All right. We'll move on to the next one. This is the Arrow Rebel. Aero Motorsports, I think is the name of the company. Or they're kind of known for their racing products, but this is a full system as well. This is about 800 bucks from where I could find them online. This one's about 20 seconds too. Now wait, before I comment on that one, Hogan, you have okay. to you have to hear this bike with that pipe on the dyno. So let me play this first. <laughs> Just in case that could sway you at all. <laughs> same bike, same pipe. Just being run up on a dyno. Wow. <laughs> okay. Eh. It's okay. Let's hear the rest of them. Right, I have two more. This is the Del Kevick. This is um anywhere from 360 to 450. Shorter clip. 
Last but not least, this would be Dan Moto. Uh, what is this called? The Highwayman? Yeah, this is a two into one full system. The best I can tell on this thing, it's about 350 bucks. Not necessarily the best kit on the market. There were some problems I read about the installation. One guy needed to buy a different bolt or something like that. But for the price, it's about half the price of the high end ones like Two Brothers and Arrow. So if this sound is your thing, maybe look into this one. There we go. Huh. Wow. I kind of like that play, one. Play, Yeah, play the two brothers again right quick. Play the play the highwayman again. Yeah. For the money, I thought that sounded pretty good. Yeah, but you know, you know, for the aggravation from needing bolts and extra parts, I guess. But ooh, that sounds really good. Yeah, and and they're all a huge improvement over the stock. The the main problem I had with finding these clips, I'm going to put links to all the audio. They're, most of them are YouTube videos. I'll put links to all those in the show notes. You guys can see them. And my main problem is, for the love of God, people, if you want to get an exhaust sound, you can't shove the microphone in the pipe, okay? I mean, stand yeah. behind the bike, walk back 10 paces, turn to your left, go five paces, set the mic down. Please. <laughs> it was just like, I don't know how many of them, they would start the bike, sounded pretty good, and then for whatever reason, they feel the need to stick the phone or mic or whatever up the tailpipe. So then all you hear is like, <laughs> from the air, right, going into the mic. It's like, whoa, thanks. That, that tells me a lot, Sparky. Anyway, that's just my gripe. If, if you're going to get a sound of your exhaust, either sit on the bike so you get the sound from the saddle, which is what you should do anyway, or go behind it and off to the side and put it on the ground. Mm-hmm. Please. Or do a flyby. You know, that's another nice way to do it. Just set the mic down, go right up the road and do a flyby. Yeah, so my favorite from just the sound is that Highwayman first, the, um, was it Delvecchi? Delvec? Delkevic? Delvec? Delvec? Yeah, that one. <laughs> Second. And Two Brothers, third. That's a close tie with the Dovec and Two Brothers. Yeah, I like those two. I My list was similar. I also like the Arrow kit, mainly because I saw, I saw and listened to other pipes or other videos where it sounded better. And the installation, from what I read, went really well. It's a real nice put-together kit. It's the same. It's in the same money and same class as Two Brothers. That kit is also top notch. So, I'm split tie between Arrow and Two Brothers for the the quality and the overall kit itself. 
But yeah, I'm with you. That that Dan Moto Highwayman, that's a darn good sound for half the price. Yeah. I mean I would at least look would at you it. sacrifice would you sacrifice you know the smooth insulation for a better sound and and cheaper price? As long as the pipes themselves and the muffler system is of good quality, yeah, I, I could deal with making the installation fit. Because it was okay, basically, he did the, the one review I read, and this was just one review, keep that in mind, the guy just said the wrong bolt was in the kit. He had to get a, a thicker or thinner bolt to go into the bracket. And then one of the Allen bolts or something was missing as well. But that that was all he was really griping about. Okay. Huh. And what about the styling? Did it did it add or take away from the bike? I mean, you know, uh, what it looked like because I don't know. I didn't even look at it yet. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to put. Well, the links are in there so you can see them. But the they all have a similar look because it's it's two into one under the bike, so it's a parallel twin. The, the pipes come down the front and then they pretty much go under the bike and then it exits under and just to the side of the rear tire. So they all pretty much have the same look to them. It's all just on how they style the can at the end. I, I, you want my input? You want my input? Looks wise, I they all. I thought the Scorpion looked good. That was one of the better looking ones, uh, but not the necessarily the best sounding one. So yeah, Johnny, go ahead. Two brothers, all the way. All the way. You're biased. He's- that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I like the sound and I like the look. I think it looks the best. Well, and yeah. th- they're going to win. For me, they're going to win on the quality. The, the, kit, oh, yeah. right. the kit is top notch. Oh, yeah. The, the kit itself it looks mean, fantastic. I know I'm being biased because I do have two brothers. But when it came, it, it's a solid piece of hardware. I mean, it is built. It's a really nice kit. So... Plus, you repacked yours, which that's just wrong. By the way, well, any that's wrong. Any of them in black is just wrong. This is my other tip because the bike, the frame, and everything on Chris's bike is all black. I wouldn't get any of the silver cans. They look too, they look too strange. Yeah. So that's the problem with two brothers. If you're going to do a stainless, or to save a little money, you'd have to go stainless, but doesn't look right. You need the black one. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I just like the look of it on the bike. It looks small, tidy. I mean, some of the other ones look really big. Um, like uh, talking about um, Omega that I ride with here mm-hmm. has a, a CBRF, CBR650F, I think it is. It's a naked one. And he put the Two Brothers exhaust on it and the bike is, you know, it's a it's an inline or four cylinder. I can't remember if it's an inline or what it is. Um, but he put you could never hear the bike, and then he put two brothers on it, and it just sounds freaking awesome. Yeah, the stock pipes on this this Vulcan S, that's just shameful. I don't know how you could ride that. Yeah, it's a, it's a CBR six fifty F, so it's a. Inline four. You should put some two brothers on the uh, Harley, Rich. Maybe someday. It makes some cool parts. See, the the problem though is they don't do a lot of chrome, and there's t- 
tons of it on my bike. Yeah, tons of Rich it. Rich needs chrome. So tons. his Vance and Heinz are okay on his. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I guess. Now, although now I may he, <laughs> I may put a Two Brothers can on the the R6 if I can't fix oh, that. Oh, blasphemy! Blasphemy! What? I didn't tell you. I found some epoxy to fix the can. Oh, really? Yeah, I found a composite company that sells a, a refurbishment resin that you just brush over it, you know, let it let it harden, and then you can sand it smooth, brush it again, and you can just keep going until you get it glass smooth again. Oh, nice. And it's all room temperature. You don't need to heat it up. You don't need to vacuum seal it. You just mix up the epoxy, brush it on, let it let it drip off. So I'm going to try a jar of that before I ditch it. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You said ditch it. But I Rich, will keep Rich, that head pipe. Rich. Yeah, go ahead. I went out to Two Brothers site. I haven't been out here recently since we're talking about that. Mm-hmm. They they have now, they're going to release a two-on-one full sli- slip-on system for the soft tail. I saw that. Yeah, they've got the, the all-new all soft tail set. Oh, it's pretty sweet. Yep. Put it on that sexy fat bob. Right. No, nobody. Uh, hey. Maybe. Whatever you want to do. You guys were goo goo and gone over the bike. I'm the one that doesn't like it. Oh, I like it. I goo goo gaga all I want. I just didn't look at the site yet, so I can't goo goo with you. No, I mean I'm talking about the the fat bob. So, so, so what about it here, Rich? Yes. What is what is it you don't like about that bike? Go to the two brothers site for me. All right, I'm going. You need to go play the sound for me. For our listeners, we're really getting off topic tonight. What I don't like about the fat bob, I just think it's ugly. It's just terrible to me visually. What? Forget about that. It's terrible. Yeah. I wouldn't ride it if you paid me. You would. No, you'd, ha- okay, you'd have to pay me to ride it. All right, two and one full system slip on coming give soon. A, give you a bunch yeah, of chicken. Kind of thing, and then you can go, they have another page and go to description and then have a YouTube video. Two and a one, stainless sound clips. All right, here we go. This may be very loud. Thanks, two brothers. sound pretty good let me apologize to the live stream i saw that was clipping pretty hard (laughs) sorry Mm. okay and that's for the that's for the soft tail Mm -hmm. 2018 soft tail wow that's amazing sounds good looks good too that's a good good setup for that bike all right sorry sorry i'm getting off topic Okay. Just promise me you're not going to buy a fat bob. Who, me? I'm going to buy a fat bob. <laughs> yep. Not that's what I'm buying. <laughs> I'm going to go to Harley dealership and buy one. 
All right. Well, that concludes our spend my money segment for this week. And let's quickly talk about the next one we need to do research on. Although this is going to be pretty quick. This is going to be really hard to go find this one. (laughs) This is going to be really quick. (laughs) So spend my money this week is, of course, Brother Mike from the clubhouse. So he is looking for a Harley Davidson. So that's why I'm saying the research is going to be pretty quick. Uh, Budget 23K. Look for a bike that he and the wife can ride and do some traveling with. Need to have the option to feel the wind 100% on the face and the chest. Cruiser riding style. Hate highway pegs. 5'11", 345, give or take. And need a bike that doesn't make me feel or look like I'm on a mini bike. There we are. Oh, and it needs to have good sized bags and a sissy bar for the missus. Can I answer it already? Got a ride in comfort. You ready? Go ahead. Road glide. No, as a fairing. Road king. Gotta be have to be a road king. Road glide. Man can't read. Or listen, apparently. (laughs) So if someone wants the wind in their face and in their chest, you put them on a road glide? I said road king, didn't I? You did. No, but I'm asking John. He said road glide. Road glide has road king has has the windshield. Detachable. Option. It says option. I need to have the option. Well, I guess you could rip the snout off of Roguelite, too. Good <laughs> 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 the snout. <laughs> he called it a snout. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. Oh. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to make a, a detachable fairing kit for the Roguelite. I didn't go with the street glide. Take the fairing off the street glide. All done. Oh, uh, the D-snouter. Oh, sorry. Kill myself. <laughs> so, so that's what yeah, we'll, that's we'll be researching. It's going to be hard research. We'll get something good. There'll be some cool used bikes. We'll dig around. All right, Johnny John, quickly on the events, and we'll get to the downshift. Events. Mm. Yes, events. Um, you're going to be hitting up Easy Rider on January 20th, I think. That's the plan. That's the plan. All right, and then and then Moto Mino ride to Key West, Florida. We're going to be doing the Saddle Sore One Thousand on the way down. That's February eighteenth through the twenty first. Hey, have and, have you guys reached? Sorry, not to uh, slow you down, but have you guys reached out to the Iron Butt Association and see if you get something special for doing as a group? No, I have not. Should do that, and we'll get them on the show. Get on that. And then we got the second annual congressional show. Yep. April 14th from 2 to 8 p.m. Got to be there. Um, we have the first annual Law Pipes meetup. Still um, in debate. I, I, I think it's July, I think. Well, I think we have, we've got two options at this point. It's either going to be July 13, okay. 14, 15, somewhere north of here. MPA. Well, it's not going to be in PA. I thought it was going to be in PA. No, I need to get to PA. Well, I thought we were going to meet up in PA. 
Well, we can meet up anywhere between here and PA. doesn't matter. I thought it was going to be in PA. Well, that's fine. Make it PA. John says it's in PA. <laughs> All right. It's not settled. So that was one option. Or we also talked about meeting up in the fall west of here. At that B location? Maybe. That was another option. If we can get enough people to agree that that would be a good place to meet up, then we could kill two birds in one stone. What was the other motorcycle event that we needed to go to? Uh, you need to go to Maricade. No, not that one. That's up north. AIM Expo? No, not that one. <laughs> ah, it'll come to me later after we stop recording. <laughs> At Barber. <laughs> oh, now I got to do it again. <laughs> ah, what was it? Somebody was telling us about it. Oh, I think it was it was uh, Jason. No, are you talking about the one moto show that was on? They were talking about in Slack. No, 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 no. You still calling him John, Jason? It Justin. You mean Justin, Justin or me? You mean Justin. the hand builder? The hand builder in in yes, Austin, Texas? yes, that one. Hand built. Hand built. Hand built. That's it. Well, that's coming up soon. That's going to be April. It's April. I think. Is it? Oh, never mind. Talk about Justin. I think that bike that he just did, uh, the bike's for sale. Oh, he's selling that? I think so. Hmm. There you go, homie. he just finished. Yeah. Yeah, the one he just finished. Oh, man, I love that bike. How much do you want for that? I don't know. Why don't you email him and ask him? I'll ask him. I don't know. For you, a six-pack. I know, right? I think it might be more than a six-pack there, Rich. All right, suitcase. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry, John. What, what's what left? The refrigerator. What's left? So, what other events ooh, are you going to do? Um, yeah, we got the second annual East Coast Meetup for Moto Mino, uh, June 9th, and that's going to be here in Wake Forest, mm-hmm. North Carolina. And then we got the third annual Motorcycle Podcast Challenge, which the rules are almost completed, almost done, almost done, and that's going to be June 21st through July 11th. Talking about that, Rico, are you gonna are, are you gonna beat Team Law Pipes, or, or does Rich need to find a partner in crime to ride with him? I'll ride with him. I'll be in the states at that time. Do we need to get another co-host now? No, so no. We can get ten episodes in. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Deb. Need to be regular, right? That, that that's all. That's that's all I have for. The first part, first half of the year. We we got the other half coming up later. There's more coming up the rest of the year. But that's the first half. All right. Well, thank you, sir. And with that, I would like to, again, thank the Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. And if you feel the show is adding some value to your life, please visit loudpipes.net slash donate and participate in the value for value model. We do the show as often as we can, although not next week and not the end of the month. On Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, join us at loudpipes.net slash live. There's a chat component there. You can interact with us during the show. Follow us on the Mixler app, and you'll be notified when we are live. So just a quick show show note for next week. We'll be recording most likely be Monday night. That's going to be January what, John? What is the date? No. Uh, Monday is the 8th. 8th. So... 
next episode will most likely be recorded Monday the 8th at our usual 9 p.m. A uh, week after that should be normal time, but then the following week we have to figure that out. And we may be doing something at Easy Riders on Saturday the 20th. So we maybe have a maybe recording a show there, just won't necessarily be live. Uh, if you can't support the show monetarily, we understand that, but we just ask you head over to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcast from. Leave us a little rating or review. We appreciate it. That helps the show to grow a bit and puts a little fuel in our tank. Additional information from this episode, including links and images, can be found on our website, loudpipes.net slash 112. We have all sorts of links there to leave us feedback, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media. Why not? Brother Hogan. <laughs> still awake? Oh, yeah. Kick stands up. Let's do this, Brutus. All right, Johnny John. Let's roll out. Peace. Thank you for listening. Please consider supporting the show. We offer generous rewards for your contribution. Find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate.